Yes, it is Football Wednesday, one of the, almost still one of the last ones because the season is going to be winding down soon. We have one more game coming up this weekend, one more home game. Hopefully we can get a home win. But what a, what a frustrating year, certainly with the record, but just the extraordinary number of injuries that the Elks have gone through all through this year. It certainly seemed like it was unusual. There were, it was, it was just next one up, next one up, next one up. Our next guest had to deal with a lot of that. Yeah, the latest injury is uh, quarterback Taylor Cornelius. Uh, gonna be out uh, of the last regular season finale game. Uh, he was uh, admitted to hospital because of an injured spleen. So let's get some perspective on what it's like to deal with all of these injuries and the pressure to try to get an athlete back on the field from the Director of Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation for the Elks. Uh, Brian Cheeseman is joining us. Uh, Mr. Cheeseman, good morning. Thank you so much for uh, making time for the show. I understand that you just you go by Cheese. I don't know if we're there yet with you immediately to just introduce you as cheese, but I'd li- but I'd like to. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, cheese is fine. That's what my my family refers to me that as well as my football family. Perfect. So uh, I joke that everyone in Quebec refers to me as fromage. So we, we'll go with cheese. <laughs> well, it was funny. We we had a clip from uh, from Chris Jones a little earlier, and he was talking about Taylor Cornelius and and his injury, and and yeah, and he just mentioned, yeah, and I, I I talked to Cheese about what was going on there, and and so yeah, he he got that rolling this morning. You can blame Chris. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, happy to be on with you guys today. You know, when we look back at the season as a whole, I, I think Daryl's right that you know the, it does seem like we were hearing about a lot of injuries. But is that is that just sort of par for the course with the regular season, or are we just finding that maybe we're talking about injuries more? Yeah, I think a lot of it is you know we're back in our first full 18 game season plus you know our two game preseason coming out of a pandemic. I mean, obviously last year was a shortened season due to COVID and. I think, um, you know, our our level of injuries is probably correlated to, you know, the increased amount of, of games that we've played. And, um, you know, it's it's been kind of across the league this year. There seems to be from team to team a lot of different injuries. And we've certainly dealt with our fair share. And um, But, you know, that's when you deal with a sport like football, um, you know, a contact sport like this, it's never an if someone is going to get hurt. It's, you know, when are they going to get hurt, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you're the director of sports medicine and rehab. Tell me about your role, because I have to think you walk a, a pretty fine line. Primarily, you need to be concerned about the safety of the player, but you also want to get that player back in the lineup as quickly as possible. And the player generally will want to ignore whether or not there's a broken leg hanging off and they want to get back in the game. How do you walk that fine line? Right. Yeah, that's the joy of dealing with athletes. Um, you know, their first question whenever they're injured or diagnosed with an injury is how long am I going to be out or how soon can I get back? And, um, you know, in my role here, um, essentially as the director of sports med, um, which is, you know, just a fancy title for head athletic therapist. Um, I'm fortunate to work with a great crew of people here. Um, my assistant therapist, uh, Lisa Swallow, and our two seasonal athletic therapists, uh, Brendan McConaughey and Josh Collins. I mean, we work together. Day, day in and day out here, you know, to make sure our guys are, are first of all healthy enough to participate in practice and then and games. And if they do get hurt, um, you know, our job then is to get them back on the field. And, you know, we're, we're also aided by our, our fantastic group of physicians, which is uh, headed up by Dr. Duran Naidu. And I mean, we can't do what we do without them. But, you know, the key piece in all of this is, is communication and it's effective communication between our medical staff and the players 
our medical staff and the coaching staff and management too. And, and that allows everybody to be able to plan properly for, um, you know, how long somebody may be out and then when they can return. So the communication key is definitely the key piece. It must be, you know, a, a really a really tough thing to deal with when an athlete really just wants to get back on the field and they want to push it a little sooner than they should and you have to advise them not to play. Do you find that you 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 experience that situation a lot? Yeah, it happens more often than you think. And, and again, as long as you have that, that trust and that communication with, with the athlete and you can explain to them, you know, here, yes, you may be feeling well enough to play, but here are the reasons why you're probably not quite there yet. Um, they do come around very quickly. And, and I think that's something we pride ourselves on here with the Elks is having that good communication and nice. those good relationships with our players. And we trust them and, and they trust that we're doing, you know, the best uh, job that we can do and, and have their best intentions in mind too. Hey, Brian, a familiar comforting voice is standing by to ask you questions. <laughs> hey, Brian, it's Morley. How are you, man? I'm good, Morley. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I, I want to ask you about Saturday night. Can you walk me through when you found out Taylor was in discomfort or whatever the situation was and just kind of how that works? Because, I mean, you're off the clock after the game, right? But you're actually never off the clock, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people think a job like this basically starts when kickoff happens and ends when the final whistle goes. But the reality of working in, in sports medicine is you're on 24-7 and essentially 365. So um, the, the short version of what happened uh, on Saturday night was that uh, Taylor reached out um, a little bit after the game and said that he was feeling unwell and we felt at that point that he needed to have some higher level care um, and so we referred him to uh, the emergency department at the Royal Alex and thanks to the fantastic staff the doctors and nurses there um, they were able to um, you know determine the severity of the situation fairly quickly and and give him the you know the best care uh, possible and you know th those people don't get enough credit for the job that they do um, you know for me it's just as simple as answering a phone call and offering guidance but they're the ones that that actually have to, to put the plan into action so uh, we here at the Elks are very grateful for the high level care and, and compassion that was shown to Taylor and his family um, during you know Saturday night up until he got discharged yesterday yeah out, out of the hospital yesterday which was absolutely great news and on the road to recovery uh, kind of changing topics I want to ask you a little bit you spent so much time working with hockey players over the last few years with the oil kings then you moved over to the elks tell me about the difference between working with with hockey players and football players <laughs> uh, volume you know both in the amount of injuries and the size of the players i mean obviously you know knees are knees and ankles are ankles and hips are hips but um you go from a dealing with a roster of 25 to um including our practice roster you know into the mid 60s and um, it's it, it's fun. I mean, sports medicine is sports medicine, no matter where you practice it. But but here, you know, it's the volume of injuries that you see over the course of a season. And um, you know, I, I'm very grateful and had a lot of fun and, and great experiences working in hockey with the Oil Kings and Hockey Canada and beyond. But I think the last couple of seasons here has made me a, a much better kind of uh, therapist. I've been able to use my skill set a lot more and. There isn't much I haven't seen in the last two seasons working here in the CFL. And, you know, we say downstairs here in the clinic that, you know, there's never a dull moment. and We, we never know what's going to walk through the door and what we're going to see. And that's what makes our job so fun. Is, is, it, is it different treating somebody who's 320 pounds as opposed to somebody who's a buck 90? <laughs> yeah, you know, as a staff, I think uh, we have to spend some time working out in the off season too. So we're ready to lift those big legs and big arms of the linemen when they get hurt. But uh, <laughs> 
but no, it's it, it's it's a fun job, and I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity every day. And you know, it's uh, to get to work with the people I work with too makes makes coming to work uh, each day fun. And I joked with Morley earlier in the year. I think at one point, myself and my assistant Lisa were probably leading the CFL in yardage because we've been on the field so often during games. But <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it's been a little quiet. Knock on wood lately. So that's the bad thing, right? The guys in your position don't want TV time because if they're getting TV time, that means somebody's hurt. Yeah, we'd rather just be seen on the sidelines instead of having to run out on the field, that's for sure. Well, Brian, we really appreciate you sharing your perspective of uh, of a unique position uh, with the team. So thank you so much for making the time this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.